are 24 hours away from draft day as we record this. Welcome back. It is the Heart and Hustle podcast right here on the Orlando Pinstripe Post Podcast Network, part of SB Nation's podcasting series. Nick Gronowitz here. Scott Inez back in town from vacation. Someone came to work today. All right. And we are ready to go here. As I said, the NBA draft right around the corner. A few things for us to hammer out here before your Orlando Magic, my Orlando Magic, our Orlando Magic are on the clock with the number 16 pick in the NBA draft. few things to get out of the way. If you are listening for the first time, welcome to the family. Thanks for hanging out with us. We covered the Orlando Magic here on the Orlando Pinstripe Post Podcast Network. We are the Heart and Hustle Podcast. He is Scott Inez. You can hear him weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando, 4 to 6 ESPN Afternoon. Scott Inez, your home for the Orlando Magic fan. And I am Nick Grunowitz. You can hear me on with Scotty. And in the evenings on Live Local and Loud and Monday Night with Nick and Company, uh, you can check us out once again, 580 a.m. on Twitter, at Inez says, and at ESPN 580 Nick. Scotty, we made it. We did. We made it for the first time. We're not in the lottery. How about that? No lottery. It's nice, isn't it? It really is nice. Well, I, I, I have mean, to I, say, yes, in, in a way, it's, it's nice. It's not quite as nice. I, I got you. because Can there, we make there, the playoffs and still pick in the top five? <laughs> there is definitely a little bit less interest out there in terms of the 16 pick compared to what have we had over the last few years. Six. We've been in the lottery six, since 2013. Six, right? trade. Five, four, and then I want to say like two, something like that. Yeah. Oh, 2013, yeah. you mean? 2013 was two. was two. Then you had Aaron Gordon the next year, four, right. and Alfred Payton Alfred that Payton, year, two. The trade. Then yeah. the year after that, you you uh, you had five, Mario Hazonia. Yeah. Ooh, Mario May Hizonia. he rest in peace. You weren't here yesterday. I actually did a whole a whole segment about how the Magic are not on the outside looking in. I did this whole thing. Like, we've done all of these. This is one of the oldest narratives in Orlando Magic lore at this point, that yeah. every time the Magic have had a pick, right, they've been in a three-player draft when they have four, right. a four-player draft when they had five. Right. And if you go back and look, darn it, the paper's actually in your room there. Um, there have been at least two players taken in double digits that have made either all-star teams or have been players that you could have taken. Yeah. That that so it is a it is a misnomer that the Magic have been on the outside looking in. It doesn't matter where you pick. Yeah, nail the pick. The nail Toronto the pick. Raptors won the NBA title this year with yeah. a player taken 15 or later. That was it. Right. No lottery picks for the Toronto Raptors right no, now. Correct. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard had a lot to do with that, but Kawhi Leonard was not a lottery pick either. 15th pick out of San Diego State, State to, right. the, to the to uh, the San Antonio Spurs. That's right. So get the pick right. Where whoever it is. Right. Get it right. And I think that goes back to what we've been talking about for the last month or so, right? In terms of do you take the best available guy? Do you take a guy who fits a need? And Jeff Weltman, while I was gone, uh, did um, speak with the media earlier this week. And Jeff said what he always says, and that is we're going to take the best available player, the guy who best fits our basketball team. Yeah, here's what he said. For us, we'll approach this as uh, we always do, looking for the best player that we can add to our team and the best person, someone who uh, cares about his teammates, who cares uh, first and foremost about winning. Um, those are the sorts of guys that we're looking for. Okay, and, and Jeff's smart dude, man. He's a smart dude. And and he he actually believes that. Like, he totally believes in character. Does, yeah. Belie- like, it's not just lip service with Jeff Weltman. He totally believes in the best fit. He believes in character. And you can tell, I mean, his M.O. obviously is A, talent, B, 
character. No, C, no, 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 no. no so, positional okay, length. Okay. Positional a, length positional is number length, one. Yes. B, positional talent, length, yes. C, character. That's it, yes. Okay. But 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 it, it it's also a way of answering the question with a non-answer. I mean, because obviously he's not going to come out and tell you uh, on the Friday before the NBA draft who he's going to pick. We don't expect that to happen. But you're right. Positional size has a lot to do with this. But if I'm, again, if I'm king for a day, man, if I'm king for a day, it's Tyler Hero out of Kentucky. And I get it. You want to take the best fit. And quite frankly, Nikki Football, you and I, are not in those meetings where they're looking at this candidate one-on-one. They're looking squarely in the eyes, and that would help me a great deal. Like, I would love to be, I would love to be a fly on the wall of these meetings with these kids because, yes, that would tell you a great deal as well about their character and how they handle, you know, relationships and, and how they deal with, uh, the general manager and the president of basketball operations. That would be awesome to be in on. Obviously, we're not privy to that type of information. But from what I glean from this draft uh, and, and talking with people in and around the Orlando Magic organization, uh, in watching my own videotape on a lot of these guys, Tyler Hero, to me, is still the guy. I don't have as much of a man crush on Tyler Hero, right. as I did on Trey Young. Last, from last year, you were you were hot and heavy with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You were hot I and heavy with Trey Young. I still yeah. love that him. was like me and Kate Upton. You know, exactly. You were, just, you were all you were all in. You shot your shot at Trey Young, and unfortunately, Atlanta got there first. Yeah, they got there first. But how long have we been talking about the Magic needing a shooter? How long have we been talking about? The magic needing a guy who can create off the dribble. I think I think since Rob Hennigan sent JJ Redick to Milwaukee, I think you're probably right. Like the the or last Tobias Harris, yeah, the last knockdown three point shooter. I would be interested to see who was the last guy that shot over like 39 percent from three for Ooh. Orlando. Ooh, I, I, now maybe this year we had a guy or two, but I mean on a specific amount of attempts. Uh, it's been a long, long, maybe never. <laughs> the answer is maybe never that we've had a guy shooting over 39%. But the fact of the matter is, I I like this kid. He's going to be a project like any college freshman, but I've watched plenty of tape on this kid. I think this kid in another two, three, four years can be a pure NBA scorer. I love his form. As you well know, I'm a big form guy, You Nick. are. Uh, his percentage from three at Kentucky, I forget what it was. It wasn't great it. this past year. It wasn't great at all. Um, he shot 35.5% yeah, on yeah. 169 attempts. Yeah, from, from the college three, that's not, I mean, that, that that's, for college freshmen, that's not bad. But from what we've heard from these workouts, not only here in Orlando, but in other parts of the NBA, he's been knocking them down left and right. I mean, the NBA folks have been very, very impressed from what I read about Tyler Hero now, now shooting I just, against air. I right, get okay, it. Now, if I'm just I saying, if I, I have tried to sell this to you in the past about some some big Euros, and you've been like, yeah, I could look good doing that. So <laughs> yeah. you have to take that with a grain of salt. No By doubt. the way, DJ Augustine shot 42% from three this okay. year uh, on about four attempts per game. Okay. I, I'll I'll take 42 in a heartbeat. I, I don't think Tyler Hero is going to be anywhere near 42 that, in a while. Terrence Ross, I, I should have just had Terrence, 38% for Terrence Ross okay. this year on seven attempts a game. 38 would be nice. Um, and, and I'm not predicting that for Tyler Hero in his first year. He he's 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 got to be able to jump leaps and bounds from year one to year two. That's where a, a kid really makes his mark in this league. But look, this is a kid who has the ability – to shoot the three. I love his form. He's got the ability to shoot the mid-range. 
He's got the ability to come off screens and hit a jumper. Uh, again, very, very unusual for a college basketball player to be able to do that. I think he's going to be a very good three-point shooter in a few years. I realize he's, you know, he's got good positional length. He's six foot six, which is very good for our league, but I know he's not a Weltman Hammond type of guy with that positional size because his wingspan is only like, right. I don't know, six three. It's it's like it, it's mortal. It's 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 like it, it's human. Uh, size compared to what we're seeing. Yeah, you from want these other you want guys. heroes. Uh, yeah, he's six six, one ninety two with a six three. Yeah. wingspan. Yeah, I mean, look, mm. he, he's human. He's plucky. So, so it's it's not it's not great size, which kind of concerns me. I think he's a solid athlete from what I've seen from him on tape. I think he could be a good defender at the NBA level, especially if he gets here and and gets into Steve Clifford's system. So I mean that that's my pick at sixty. I would take Tyler Hero now. What's your feel on this guy? Like, is there a, is there a guy when you watch him that that I know, I, I, I know I hate you hate to comps. do this? I hate the comp thing. Uh, I will say this: when I first saw him, he kind of looks like JJ Redick. Okay, so that's what kind of stood out to me about him. He looks like JJ Redick, but he's much more athletic than JJ was coming out of college. Now remember JJ Redick back in the day, his first two years, like. He was doing a really good job of edging his way out of the league because J.J. looked like a little kid. He looked like a boy amongst men out there on the basketball court. Then all of a sudden, in year two, it started to click with him. He started to build up his body, and that's when J.J. really took off as a really good role player in this league. I think this kid, coming out of college already, is a much better athlete than J.J. Redick was uh, coming out of college. But, These guys are all just so much more prepared now, even back in JJ's you're right. day. You're absolutely like, just right. Just so much and, and more prepared. Like, this kid looks more prepared for the NBA after one year in college than JJ did after four years at Duke. And I don't know about the maturity or anything like that. But And this is not a knock on JJ, but no. it just feels like now, like, this is a job for these it kids. Is. It's a job. It's, it's not, amazing. Yeah. At, at some point, they go from being kind of kids playing basketball to like, okay, you're in the basketball business. And yeah. this is one of them. Yeah. No. When you go to Kentucky, right. that's what you're about. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're, you are. Okay, I want to be a professional basketball player. And, and that's how quickly things have changed in this league, too. J.J. Reddick, yeah. four-year player, and he comes out of Duke. And, and I got to tell you, man, he, he literally looked like a little boy out there on the basketball court. None of these kids, even though they're mostly all freshmen that we're talking about here, especially early on in the draft, none of these kids look like little kids, if you will. But if it's up to me, I go hero. I know you're going uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker from Virginia Tech. For the first it, time, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, it's I'm going to be them. interesting because if Hero and Alexander Walker are on the board, they're taking my guy. I think they will. They're taking my guy because I'm in your head, Jeff I, Weltman. I, I well, know how you tick. I, I, I know well, what makes a, you tick, Jeff. A because Nikki football is in Weltman's head, and B, yes. like we we know the track record of these guys now. Uh huh. We like right? long arms. That we well, cannot well, I mean, lie. We certainly knew the track record of John Hammond in Milwaukee. Yep. Right now, Jeff Weltman, we, we didn't two years ago. We didn't know what he would do in the draft. He ended up taking Jonathan Isaac with his first ever pick for the Orlando Magic. That was my guy too. Right, yes. that was your guy. That was my guy. That was oh good, a pterodactyl's in the draft. That's <laughs> Jeff Weltman's guy. But but now we know. Like we yep. we 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 have a recent history of Jeff Weltman's picks. He goes with Jonathan Isaac in year one, Mo Bamba in year two. Two guys with positional length. Two guys who can guard multiple positions as well. So. If both of our guys are on the board, I would think 
that Jeff Weltman would take your guy from Virginia Tech over my guy from Kentucky. And by the way, I, I woke up today and for the first time in a long time, some of these last minute mocks. For the first time I can remember, I'm seeing the Keel Alexander Walker mocked in front of Orlando for the first time. Oh, really? So the momentum is now working in my favor for Nikhil Alexander Walker to be there. Today I wake up, um, and like if you look on the Ringers mock draft board, he's 14th to Boston. I think Sports Illustrated had him going a little bit higher. I need to check on ESPNs with Jonathan Gavoni, but uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker is kind of moving up, and I think a lot in terms of him going higher is just about some of the latest free agency rumblings and what's going on. The tectonic plates in the NBA and in the NBA draft can shift and shift quickly, sure. and Orlando is in the main shifting territory. Sure. We don't know who's going to be there. And and will the Magic consider trading the 16 pick along with perhaps an Evan Fournier tomorrow night? That we don't know as of yet. That's been mentioned what in the media. What can I get for that? That I, That's a good question. Like what, like I, I, I'm waiting for somebody to give me a realistic deal where I send 16 and Fournier somewhere who can I back. get something back, right? Back. Like I tried to make the case in our last podcast episode I know, I know, I know. for DeMar DeRozan. I, I, a lot of people no, no, out you, there want DeMar you, DeRozan. You can't make the money work. You can't. Oh, with the 16 and Fournier? No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So we need to get, throw in another have contract. to add a DJ Augustine? It would have to be someone like DJ. I don't even think that works because the Spurs can't don't want to take on money. Right. So like then right. you're giving up more than Demar is sending in. Yeah. So that doesn't necessarily work. The Spurs wouldn't want to do it. If you're going to just match salary for salary, it's Evan Fournier 16 and either Mo Bamba or Jonathan Isaac. You pick. And I'm not doing no, either one doing, of those deals. I'm not doing that right I'm now. I'm not doing either no, one I've, of those I've deals. I've got to give Mo Bamba another year or two. I know a lot of people are declaring his first year. Yeah, we did that a, with Isaac bust. too. Yeah, exactly. You got to be careful there. And by and the way, remember, in Toronto, gonna... they did it with Siakam after one there, year. There you uh, go. We, we wasted the pick on this kid. No, and he looks awesome. Th- these kids, as ready as they seem to be coming out of college, and we just talked about that, th- they are able to make huge jumps from year one and year two, and that's what I'm hoping to see out of Mo Bamba. He's now been in the system now for. About a year. He's going to be playing way, in Summer League in Vegas, too. Ben Simmons missed his first entire year, came back one rookie of the year. He wasn't a real rookie, but, yeah. I mean, he missed his entire first year with injury. No one talks about Yeah. It. No, and, and here's, you know, we bring up Mo Bamba. Here's another question. Okay, Hero? Same thing with Embiid, but yeah. yeah right, right. All the Sixers guys. Right. You're right, basically, yeah. Uh, the, the process. Trust the process, right? But you got Hero. Mm-hmm. He's on the board. Yes. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yes. On the board. And Bol Bol is on the board, too. We talked about this while you were gone. Um, part of me wants Jeff Weltman to just lean into this and take Bull Bull <laughs> and then Taco Fall 46th right. and just be like, we're going to run out a lineup of Bull Bull, Taco Fall, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, and Aaron Gordon. And you know what? Just nothing inside of the three-point line right. and just play defense. Right. That's it. The, the, the Win games 50 to 45. Zag, right? yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Um, look, I know that Jeff Weltman says we're going to take the best available player. We're going to take the guy with the best fit. Might be Bull Bull. Uh, dude. Scary. Like, I find it hard to believe, though, that if Bull Bull is there at 16 and they deem him like good character guy, right? Now, now, what scares me about Bull Bull, among other things, is the fact that he only played, what, nine games for Oregon last year, has a stress fracture or had a stress fracture in his lower leg, I believe, lower leg foot, something like that. It, that, a seven foot two guy having a stress fracture, that typically on into his c- career tends to reoccur. Do you know what the injury was to Bull Bull? So, yeah, he, by the way, he spoke to TMZ this week because he yeah. was partying in LA uh, <laughs> and they ran into him. Uh, he said that he is completely healthy. 
um, yeah. okay. when they when they ran into him. Uh, the injury. I'm trying to remember what the injury was. It was a stress was. fracture in his foot or lower leg. Something. Something. Yeah, like it that. W- it was uh, when he was at Oregon this year. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll look up. And his it. legs are toothpicks. So so that th- that's one of the things that concerns me. But if Bowl Bowl is there and the Orlando, I mean they 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 obviously have a criteria going into this draft, Nick. Their criteria is a, a positional length. He certainly has it. B talent. He certainly has the talent. Now, nobody argues with Bull Bull and his talent. And C, what did he talk about earlier? Character. I don't know anything about Bull Bull the person. But I got to tell you, man, knowing you have like what sixty-eight centers on your roster right now in a league that 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 is going away from the center position, I, you cannot take Bull Bull. I'm sorry. I get it. You want to create value. You want to take the best player available. But in this instance, you cannot take another big man. Look at this roster. I mean, it was a navicular stress fracture. That's I, I still don't know what the heck that means. It's a the, your navicular bone is a bone in your foot, right? Tied to your, the shin bone? No, I think it's in the I think it's in the arch. If I remember correctly, it's okay. the same thing. I think that I think that's what uh what what Durant had. If okay. I remember correctly, foot problems and a seven foot two dude, yeah, uh, they, they don't go together. Um, but. To me, you just you don't need another big man. You cannot put another big man on this roster. You need a guy who can shoot, a guy who can create his own shot. So in a league that is small ball crazed, I don't see how it's possible that you take a bowl bowl or even the kid Demboyo, who we know the Magic scouted over in Europe. Uh, even if that, if that kid Demboya is on the board at that point, you got to make that choice between. To me, no, you got to no, make if, that choice between. If Demboy is on the board at sixteen, you take him. Really, he's the, he's the guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, say, say, yeah, yeah. Demboya, Sekou Demboya. If he's and available he would be, at sixteen, he would be a Hammond, he's Weltman a, type of pick. He's considered a top ten pick. So if he falls to sixteen, all hell is broken loose here, and you grab that kid. Somebody's gonna fall at number sixteen. I'm You're looking right. at this draft. Somebody's gonna fall. Somebody now, is. now, do they fall as low as sixteen? I don't know. Six nine with a six eleven wingspan. He's a point guard. There you go. He's a point guard. He's a point guard. Well, he's like an off. Well, yeah, he, he's a playmaker. Yeah, he's a he's he's like a, an off guard. Yeah, I guess he's not a point guard. You're right. He's like uh, he he can play with the ball in his hand though. I mean, I guess that's right. the thing. Is like you can get the ball to him and say, okay, you can be a playmaker for us. But are he's there, just an unbelievable. Uh, athlete. Are there positions anymore in the NBA? Yes, I, yeah. I, I have no clue. Yeah, there are. There there no there definitely are. Can I bring up one more thing here? Because yeah, we're kind of running out of time here. Uh, this from Sports Illustrated today. I want to get your thoughts on this in their mock draft. Um, going through the Magic's picks, uh, making your way to number 46 where the Magic are. Yeah. Um, Sports Illustrated, according to league sources, the Magic have made the number 46 pick available with intent to sell it. The Lakers, Wizards, and Trailblazers are among the teams with interest in buying into the second round. Um, they then go on to talk about who wouldn't necessarily use this pick at number 46. But the Magic selling the number 46 pick, mm. this is the first time that I have heard of yeah, this. I of have course, not heard that. This was notable uh, in the second round, I want to say two years ago, when Golden State bought Chicago's second round pick and selected Jordan Bell. So this happens, you can sell these picks. Um, this surprised me, though, because I would have thought the Magic are in talent acquisition mode. Why are you selling picks? I, th- that I don't know. I have not heard that anywhere near one Magic place. Maybe yeah. they know something that we don't right now. It, 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 I guess it's a possibility. I have not heard that. All I, all I know is the Magic did pretty well drafting Wes Awundu in the second round. 
couple of years ago. Wes Awandu in year one to me was totally lost. I didn't think he could play. And again, he couldn't year actually. one to year two. Yes. Year one to year two, what happens? Uh, he broke out. Now, now I, I say he broke out. He had a he had a good year as a second round pick coming off the bench. Added a this lot of energy. Guy, improved his offensive game. I think Wes Uwandu started like one of fifteen from three in the G League when I saw him but, uh, playing for the Lakeland Magic. And last year he shot thirty six percent from three but, for Orlando. But, but the point is. For a franchise that has been banged upon and criticized for not for developing, not developing guys, mm-hmm. now you have the right coaching staff in place to develop those guys. And I think the coaching staff has had an awful lot to do with what's going on with Jonathan Isaac and Wes Awundu. So for the Magic to sell that 46 pick, I I have to see that to believe that. Or, or maybe they just flat out don't like anybody there around 46. But I, I have not heard that, Nick. I would be surprised if the Magic did sell that 46 pick in the second round. Yeah, I hope they don't, and I, I don't know, like you, just like you, I have not heard anything close to this. Sports Illustrated kind of reporting this, noting this today is the first I've heard of anything like that. Don't sell the pick. Yeah. I mean, th- this team is in no nowhere near situation. Like, when Chicago did it, we banged on them for it because Chicago was in a position to do it. Well, it's, it's it's not as if you have to pay that dude a lot of money and it's only a no, one-year contract. The only time option, you do right? it is when you want to be cheap. Like, when you don't want to pay the player, when you don't want to do that, if you want, fine, trade the second-round pick with something else for a future second-round pick or whatever, get an asset back. But just the money, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Go find somebody. There's always dudes in the second round that end up surprising you. Look at the Lakers, actually. The Lakers just traded one of them in the deal for Anthony Davis. Josh Hart. Yeah. Like, I would have loved to have Josh Hart on this team. Kyle Kuzma was almost a second-round pick. He was taking 27. So, you can find guys. I find it hard to believe that report. Knowing how many dudes at the Orlando Magic trotted in over the last three weeks here. I hear you. uh, Over at the practice court. And most of them were were, were second-rounders, Nick. Most of them were second-round guys. A lot of them were, yes. I mean, we, we, we hadn't even heard of a lot of those guys who they brought in. So, I would be very surprised if the Magic sell that second-round pick at 46. Yeah, no, I, total, I totally agree, but that was something of a surprise that I thought at least we should uh, yeah. that we should know. By the way, the preseason podcast. schedule is out for the Orlando Magic. It is, yeah. That was released today. Do you have it in front of you? Yeah, I, I do. Haven't. Okay, I go do. ahead. Uh, October 5 at San Antonio, October 7 at Detroit, October 9 at Atlanta, and then they play three straight at home, October 11 against Boston, October 13 versus Philly, October 17 uh, against Miami. So the trend here is the six preseason games, and I absolutely love it. Heck, I'm I'm all for four preseason games. Yeah, what what were they used to be like ten or eleven? Used to be eight. Yeah. Used to be eight. And, and so this over is the six? last over the last few years, I believe they played seven once. And now over the last few years they're going to six preseason games. This is six too many. Well, to me, it's too, too like, many. What do, what do we need these for? I, like, but I, 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 I agree. I agree. The preseason for me should be more about the Coach Clifford's of the world, the coaches getting their guys in the gym, working in that preseason training camp, working toward the regular season. To me, four preseason games is enough. They've gone to six. I'm not going to complain about it. The other thing that jumps out to me, no back-to-backs in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Back-to-backs are tough enough during the regular season, so no back-to-backs in the preseason. So I, I nice. love the fact that we're playing six games. So right October now. 11th at Amway Center, you get the Boston Celtics, yep. so you get a chance to see Jason Tatum in a suit. Uh, October 13th, <laughs> Philadelphia, Joel Embiid, right. Ben Simmons in a suit. suit. October 17th, you get Miami, Goran Dragic. In a suit. suit, which is nice. There so you go. there you go. Uh, enjoy yeah. your NBA. Listen, they should give our guy Dennis Newman the night off for all these games and just let me do them. These are G League games. That, That's what they, they are. Really are. And I love they our really guy are. Dennis Newman, but I mean, these are G 
League game. That October thirteenth Philly game probably will October be 17th, as yeah. as true to form in the regular season as possible, and that's about it. But I like the fact that NBA teams now the Magic decreasing the amount of preseason games. We don't need eight. Heck, we don't need six. We're there right now. Let's bring it down to four next year. All right. So that's going to do it for us. The next time we talk to you, we will be recapping the Orlando Magic selections in the 2019 NBA draft. As we're taping right now, the 16th pick and the 46th pick. That will come out either sometime late Thursday night if I can get Scotty on the phone to wake up late there. Fat what am chance. I, I was going to say, what are my chances there? <laughs> I gotta so you're saying there's a chance. There's 0% chance. We'll get you something on Friday most likely for that, but uh, I'll work on them here. Uh, you can follow Scott on Twitter, at Inez Says. You can actually go on to Facebook and find him as well. It's Facebook.com slash, what is it, Scott Inez? Is that where they, ESPN, ESPN Afternoons. Afternoons with Scott, with Scott Inez, Inez is where, they can find, where you can find him. Also list him on ESPN 580. From 4 to 6, 5 a.m., FM 96.5 HD2. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, Nick Grunowitz, uh, at ESPN 580 Facebook.com slash ESPN 580 Nick for my Nikki football page as well. You can hear me with Scott and on ESPN 580 weeknights as well. We will talk to you in a few days. And, as always, go Magic. Go Magic.